Bam, bam, bam. We're recording topless. We are recording topless because it's a balmy 90 degrees here in western Kentucky. Welcome to the show. Again, Kentucky summers are nothing to be reckoned with. No. That's why bourbon is what it is, I mm. learned. Because it ages in the open through an entire Kentucky summer for three years. Fair. Well, it's not summer for three years. <laughs> <laughs> this is Game of Thrones now. Yes, this is not Game of Thrones. You were born in the long summer. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the air conditioning isn't particularly working well at my house with no air conditioning. Or not air conditioning, with no insulation that was built in 1950. But the good news is that you are listening to Talk Crooked, the social justice and comedy podcast. I'm going to throw on my NPR voice. The Social Justice and Comedy Podcast, where two friends laugh, cry, and rage about an unspeakable subject. While enjoying adult beverages. My name is Kay. And I'm Carrie. And we took two shots of tequila. And are, I'm now halfway through a margarita. Mm-hmm. Because it's been a fucking Monday. I drove for two hours. Yep, Kay wins. <laughs> to get to a place that takes me one hour to get to. Yeah. Yeah, not cool. And not then, cool road work. Yep, and then went three different places to find a lime and still didn't find a lime. Yeah, so we shot these <laughs> tequila shots straight and then mm-hmm. chased them with more tequila in the form of margaritas. Yes, also because I'm going to need to be a little bit drunk for my section. I'm really excited for you guys to hear it. We're but, not there yet, but yay! Yeah, so what do let's, we want to plug? Let's plug things. Plug things into our surge protector. <laughs> so that we're not plugged, so that we're not prone to surges. Um, I'll now be prone so, to surges. I'll be prone to surges. Um, How does that compare? <laughs> <laughs> They're making pop figures. I know. And I want Kevin. <laughs> I w- it's him with his chili pies. <laughs> I want all of them. I'm so happy. Yes, yeah. they're all in the cart. The <laughs> cart. I didn't put them there. Josh put them there. He was like, Aww. look what I found for you. And I was like, I love you. <laughs> it was really cute. My credit card bill is going to be a little high for the next couple of months. But once I get that first return from school, I'm getting all the pop figures and I'm getting the entire series. of. You can get your own office. Voldemort. I know. I can get a Voldemort. You can get your own Voldy. And look at him when you feel sad. Yeah. And look at his sweet, sweet face. I got a, I got a really cute new Tony. This weekend. Nice. Yes. Very nice. Everyone go see Spider-Man, by the way. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> anyway, I know that's super random, but so, um, okay, official butt plug, not a pu- butt plug, official plug into the Surge Protector. Um, <laughs> so, I want to shout out, I know this is coming out a week later, too, or something, but we're recording it now, and it just happened now, so, and we're recording, <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> so, shout out to the USA Women's Soccer Team. Yay! You won! You Go won team! The, you won the fucking World Cup! That's awesome! Teach the men how to fucking play. Yes. Um, and also, I thought it was really cool. Like, I reposted this in our Instagram story, if you guys saw it a couple weeks ago. But um, they apparently the crowd started ch- chanting equal pay. That's amazing. Yes! Yes! Women's rights. Love mm-hmm. it. All right, that's my plug. Mm-hmm. Do I have a plug? What were you talking about? You're talking about, well, not a plug, but you're talking about meditating and things earlier. Yeah, um, I'm really proud of myself right now because I have really needed to work on my spiritual journey because I haven't been working on that 
for a very long time because I was more focused on like working on my health and getting this podcast started and getting through some stuff so that I could get back to school and get my mental health on track. And now I'm finally ready to dip my toes back into the world of spirituality. And I have now meditated two days in a row. I'm which so proud of you. thank you. Which I can't fucking meditate. I can't sit still. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've gotten better at that. Like mm-hmm. I, I was really good at meditating for a really long time, and then things happened, and I couldn't do it anymore. And now I finally can, and um, I've really needed that, especially after this week, because this week, guys, I got so anxious. My period started early, <laughs> and <Yay! laughs> yeah flows bad but good news is um i had a really good visit with my father and um really got to know his girlfriend a whole lot better and realized that we actually have a lot of stuff in common and that's awesome yeah and like i've just been meditating been reading my cards again like yeah and sorry my boo bitches oh it's okay (laughs) (laughs) it's hot and i don't give a fuck um i'm openly sweating (laughs) (laughs) um I can't turn the fan on either, you guys. Like, there's a ceiling fan in this room, but the, like, light globe is too big for it. And so it hits the light globe. Because, of course, it does. Yeah. But, um, fuck everything. <laughs> do you want to have a real laugh? Yes. I realized I made it three hours away without any panties. <laughs> the second day into my trip. them inside out oh um, be real no i did not okay no that's gross <laughs> let's be but real like, for a second <laughs> but like the morning after i got in there i was like okay like i have to take a shower because i feel gross right. and i'm going through my bag <laughs> that i packed the morning that i was leaving because i was very fucking drunk the night before yeah y'all that's a whole other story yeah that's kind of my fault <laughs> well <laughs> I'm looking through my bag and I'm like, I know I brought panties. I know that I did. I know that they're in here because I remember setting them aside to put them in here with the other clothes that I put in here. So they logically have to be in here. Nope. And I kept looking and I said, babe. (laughs) Where's the nearest Walmart? (laughs) She said, what happened? I said, I apparently made it here with no panties. And she was like, just wash the ones that you're wearing and put them in the dryer while you're in the shower. (laughs) So I had to wash my panties in the sink. Oh, my God. I love you guys. I can hear it all. Oh, my God. I fucking can't. And then, like, my dad finally. I can hear her tired voice. Just wash the ones you have. (laughs) Well, then my dad gave me my birthday money four months late. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) A a full $40. On brand. Yeah. On brand. (laughs) And so. full $40. (laughs) (laughs) I'm shocked. Not me. No. And then, Fuck off. Oh then we God. went to Walmart and I bought more panties and it turns out they were very itchy. So I still I had to wash the ones I was wearing again. Oh no. Okay. Anyway, so on topic. I'm gonna hate myself. Okay, when I edit this. So <laughs> today 
We are talking about none of those things. No. No, we are talking about, which one are we going to say? Extreme narcissism. Okay. Today, we are talking about extreme extreme narcissism. narcissism. I'm going to pull a Jessica Jones and say, aka megalomania. Nice. Nice touch. I've been binging Jessica Jones lately. Mm -hmm. Uh, The new season came out and I've... It was amazing, and I'm so sad that it's canceled. It got canceled. Everything got canceled. Everything Marvel got canceled on Netflix because Disney is doing their own thing. Yeah, I'm excited for this. It's bullshit, but I'm excited for the new streaming. I know, but they're probably going to re up it. I'm sure they are going to. She won awards. They're going to. They just had to cancel it so that people will move away from Netflix and go to I Disney. Know, but I'm not gonna. I'm gonna Apparently do it. It's only gonna be like five bucks a month. Yeah, it's six ninety nine a month. I might share it with my brother. We'll see. Also, but there are going to be pictures for this one. Okay, yay! Okay, mm-hmm. so um, okay, so anyway, sorry. Back on topic. I'm gushing about Jessica Jones because she is my aesthetic. I just burped into the microphone. It's You're okay. Welcome. It was sexy. <laughs> I'm sure that it was. Everyone loved it. Me okay. sitting here topless and so, burping into the microphone you know drinking can margarita. Topless and it's fine because it's fucking hot. So, okay. So, let's start with the definition, shall we? Yes, give me the definition. Shall we? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, I have two definitions, actually. So, I have okay. megalomania and then we're going to get into narcissism. And I think we're going to overlap a little bit because I, ha- I can't do background without talking about narcissists. So, okay. I think, I mean, it's not in depth but yeah i'm gonna touch on it so i knew you were gonna cover it so um okay so megalomania it's a noun yes and it means obsession with the exercise of power especially in the domination of others secondary definition is um delusion about one's own power or importance typically as a symptom of manic or paranoid disorder Okay, also, megalomania would be a noun because it that is a thing. Yes. But it would be an adjective if you said megalomaniac. Right, Or exactly. narcissist. Yes, or, okay. let's have, go into a deep discussion about li- linguistics. I'm going back that's to school, ev- I need to know, I'm going to be an editor. That's what, <laughs> that's what everyone tunes in for, is the <laughs> linguistics part. Well, yes. <laughs> so, some synonyms, some synonyms? <laughs> yeah. Some cinnamon. Synonyms. Uh, would be delusions of grandeur, obsessionalism, grandiosity, grandioseness, etc. Have you heard the Fallout Boy song, um, Sugar, We're Going Down? Yes. We need to link that to this episode because that's what it's about. I thought it was about going down on a woman. <laughs> Is it L- not? Listen listen to it because it talks about a god, pla- god complex and oh, like... I th- a loaded gun. What am I thinking about? I might be thinking about a different song. <laughs> I might be thinking about something by saving Abel. Okay. Um, it's fine. So, um, <laughs> okay. So narcissism, of course, is a byproduct of, of megalomania. So we're mm-hmm. going to dive in now. So narcissism mm-hmm. is the pursuit of gratification from vanity or egotistic admiration of one's idealized self-image and attributes. Makes sense. The term originated from Greek mythology, where the young Narcissus fell in love with his own image reflected in a pool of water. 
look at that. <laughs> it comes full circle. <laughs> so, um, of course, most, if not all of us, demonstrate narcissistic tendencies over time. However, narcissistic personality disorder is rare. So I've got two different sets of numbers, and I really apologize for the cut and paste nature of this. I know I haven't written my own in a really long time, but shit has been nutso bananas at work, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I'm upset and really hard on myself about it, but I Don't I, worry I about it. Like, there was no way. Yeah. There was no way. Like, when I'm home, I have to sleep. You know what I'm saying? So, until you guys give us money, uh, that's how it's going to be for a while. So, um, And we paste all of our sources on our new blog. Yeah, you'll find so, all of our sources. There's so yeah. many in mine because I, I cut together so many things. So, I'm not going to be able to name them up front. So, find them on our new beautiful website. Okay. So, um, so like I said, most if not all of us demonstrate narcissistic tendencies over time. Not I said the hen um (laughs) however narcissistic personality disorder which is what we're talking about today yes npd um is rare however i've encountered quite a few i'm gonna keep my other comments to myself Um, (laughs) if you can't say anything nice don't say anything nice at all right thumper okay so according to the diagnostic and statistical manual of mental disorders between 0.5 and 1 percent of the general population um, of that percentage, 50 to 75% are men. Huh. <laughs> That's not a fucking surprise. I was going to say who's surprised because I'm not. Because <laughs> women are taught to hate themselves exactly. in this society. That's exactly what it so, says later. Like, yeah. About causes is that it's very much nurture or nature and nurture and all of that jazz. It's There's yeah. nothing to prevent it. I know you're empty. Yeah. I see you. Do you want this? No, I need a new one. Okay, go get it. Let me finish my steps okay. first. Okay. okay. K's out of margarita. <laughs> it's going to be that kind of night. Okay. <laughs> um, so, burr, 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 um, burr, 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 um, what, what percentage? Of, okay. So then I then asked myself, like, what actual percentage? Because I just wanted to cross-reference a little bit. Um, so what percentage of the population has MPD? Um, according to the largest study ever conducted on personality disorders Ooh. by the U.S. National Institute of Health. NIH. 5.9% of the U.S. population has BPD, which is uh, not bipolar. I'm so sorry. uh, Borderline personality disorder. I have a friend that has that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And 6.2% has NPD. Oh. That's shockingly high. Uh Uh-huh. Guess where they all go? Into our politosphere. (gasps) Well, that makes sense. Slash corporate ceos people like that yeah um, there's a whole book actually i don't know what it's called but there's, i've heard it plugged on multiple podcasts where they mm-hmm. say there's a, like a whole book that someone wrote about mm-hmm. how capitalism is made to make to help narcissism succeed like narcissists succeed yeah well i mean i was listening to um wine and crimes episode on um sociopaths versus psychopaths yeah. today and they were talking a little bit about like ceos having to have that Yes. That in their personality because because they're because they're having to make decisions you about have to be so separated. Yeah, yeah. Not saying that every CEO is a narcissist or no. socio sociopath or pat, some of the whatever. crazy ones though. Yeah, like um, <clears throat> someone <clears throat> who um <clears throat> ran might, for the presidency and won might be <clears throat> you know orange and have a blonde comb over. Yeah, I'm um, sorry. I've said it for years that no one who makes that much money and has that hairstyle is a sane human being. No. Anyway, I've been proven right. 
Hopefully he'll multiple times. Yeah. Okay. So hopefully um, he'll be gone in the next oh year. That <laughs> just makes me want to cry. Okay. Um, <laughs> as some people fit both diagnoses, as in both people fit borderline personality and NPD mm-hmm. narcissism. Um, about ten percent of the U.S. population has BPD and or NPD. Oh, which is shockingly high and yeah. also not really shockingly high. I, I mean, I guess it's not surprising with the um, with the kind of media that we have yeah. now. I think that that contributes a lot to it. I hate the media. Well, I, I mean, I wouldn't say journalists necessarily. There I would are, just say okay, I'm not going to hashtag not all journalists. Um, <sighs> some journalists, the people who shove a camera in your face after a funeral or it's yeah. the people who are like anything to get a story. I don't care if it ruins your reputation as long as I get mine and I move up. Yeah. And get my like sweeps prize or whatever the fuck. Like that's well, what I mean, I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, what sickened me so much when I took journalism is that people were, there were so many people in my class that were like that. They were like, but it's the truth. And I was like, it's his fucking personal life. Yeah. And I mean, that's that is true. Um, and I'm playing devil's advocate here. But <sighs> of course. <laughs> but um, journalists, I mean, they are kind of in the same position we are they have to write to be able to make any kind of money oh, right for sure and they need that they, they need, need the hit they need the hits. Yeah. they need the clickbait they need all of it i understand yeah. i just mm-hmm. don't like it i don't either but i'm just <laughs> i'm just saying they are just trying to make a living as well it's just it's always in those movies or something where someone comes out of a funeral or comes out of something that was really dramatic and emotional and then there's like a bunch of fucking reporters and you're like get the fuck out yeah it's not your business but i get it (laughs) yeah it's usually paparazzi yeah paparazzi photographers can suck it okay yeah they are the worst okay before i start this do you want to get another drink for yourself yes okay yeah (laughs) okay okay so um Again, this is going to be very copy pa- copy pasty, and I'm sorry for the way that that flows. Um, I don't care for it personally, but that's just the OCD in me. So, um, okay, so I figured I'll just read from this really cool article that I found from the Mayo Clinic. Okay. Um, and then we'll kind of discuss and make fun of these people because they suck. Okay. So, <laughs> um, and you know what's funny, though, is that these numbers aren't... The, there's no way that these numbers can be accurate that I just gave you. There's got to be so many more. Because the thing about narcissism is that you don't... All of this is self-reported. Yes. So these are only the percentage of people who have sought out help. And the thing about narcissism is that you don't think you're wrong. And you don't think there's anything wrong with you. So most of the people who are narcissistic don't seek out treatment. Well, not even necessarily that they don't think that they're wrong. Because a lot of people that have been interviewed know know that they think differently. But really, that's not been my experience. <laughs> true, but... Um, the narcissists in my life have no fucking clue (laughs) and they're just like why would you do it that way my way is so much better and completely illogical yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. yep i work in retail yep (laughs) um (laughs) i get it but like also in corporate america (laughs) (laughs) but it's also i'm so far above all of you yeah why does it matter what i think why does it matter to you what i think why would i tell you what i'm thinking if that's what you want to know so i'm gonna keep it to myself and the thing though is that most 
most of the people we see conveyed as villains or especially super villains mm-hmm. that's the thing that makes a good villain to me mm-hmm. in a dramatic production is that they don't think what they're doing is wrong yeah like thanos thanos the dude in season three of jessica jones is mm-hmm. amazing because he's just a serial killer Ooh. anyway but it's 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 always this i know best i know best i know best why would i seek out extraneous assistance for running my business for my family situation because i know best yep i'm gonna disregard what my wife says and yes i'm gonna gender this because you heard the numbers yep. 50 to 75 percent are men <laughs> mm-hmm. um my wife or my husband wife or husband yes there we go. Um, <laughs> we're inclusive here at Talk Crooked. Okay. <laughs> um, we're gender inclusive, yes. Um, um, okay, so narcissistic personality disorder. It's one of the several types of personality disorders. And as we all know, maybe you don't, I don't know, maybe you've picked up on it as you've listened to our recordings. I don't know if you listen to other people's, but personality disorders are the serious ones. Yes. And they're the hardest ones to overcome, especially this one, because there is literally no cure. There is no medication, nothing. It's pure therapy. And it's purely getting you to get out of your own head to think about other people's perspectives, which is insanely difficult for narcissistic people. Yes. They're so stuck in their own, so far, their heads are so far up their own butts that they can't <laughs> they just can't yeah and you know what i don't like to make fun of people with mental mental disorders but i'm gonna make fun of this one because usually these people are dicks fair enough and they know it and they don't care so <laughs> they don't care what you say unless they go into oh a narcissistic narciss- i thought i raised this and splashed it everywhere but i didn't <laughs> it, i thought it, i swear to god i saw it come out <laughs> i reached hallucinogenic time okay um, <laughs> okay so um um so it's a medical condition in which people have an inflated sense of their own importance a deep need for excessive attention and admiration troubled relationships and a lack of empathy for others but behind this mask of extreme confidence lies a fragile self-esteem that's vulnerable to the slightest criticism i have encountered this multiple times Yep. Can we make fun of 72 Cent Lady? <laughs> yes! Tell me about her! Oh my god. Carrie. <sighs> Hang on, let me finish this last little okay. blurb and then you yeah. can tell me about him before we get it. Let, oh, okay, wait. Or do, should I? Should we talk about symptoms first so that you can see how it all lines up? Let's... You finish your segment and then I'll tell you about 72 okay, Cent cool. Lady. Okay, cool. Okay, so um, a narcissistic personality disorder causes problems in many areas of life. Such as relationships. Yes. Work. School. Or financial affairs. All of the above. Yeah. People with narcissistic personality disorder may be generally unhappy and disappointed when they're not given the special favors or admiration they believe they deserve. Hashtag Ghostbusters. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It smells like burnt bologna and regrets down here. Okay. I used to play that at work all the time. I know. The power of Patty compels you! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, I love it. Oh, fuck. Oh, that's not open. Okay. 
shit it scared me okay so um they may find their relationships unfulfilling and others may not enjoy being around them that's a problem and not surprising because they're usually the fucking worst yeah okay so treatment for narcissistic personality centers completely around talk therapy there is literally nothing Besides maybe a mood stabilizer, if you also have the bipolar, not bipolar, the, I keep saying bipolar, the borderline personality disorder one. Yeah. I think there's a mood stabilizer that helps with that one. There are. That's more to do with emotions and regulating your yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. Um, that's more of a chemical imbalance. This is more like you were brought up to believe you're miraculous and nothing you do is wrong. Which is problematic. Or you were brought up to believe nothing you do is good enough and you were beat the fuck up. So it can go to either extreme. It like is nature and nurture combined that creates this. It is not a genetic disposition. Which is terrifying. It because is a cycle. like there are so you should have to take a test before you're allowed to become a parent. I agree. Like however, comma? We violate some human rights when we get into that territory. I've thought it over a lot. And it sucks. Yeah. You should also take an intelligence test. Yes. Can you spell a name? <laughs> can can you tell the difference between your, your, and your? Ha- yes. <laughs> or two, two, and two. Or there, there, and there. Yes. Oh, my God. Can you spell the name Dylan? <laughs> no, it doesn't have an I and an O in it. I mean, next to each other. I mean, I've seen that, and it's cute. D-I-L-L-I-O-N does oh, not no. spell Dylan. No. You spelled it wrong, and the nurse didn't fucking tell you. <laughs> that or my you OCD, were high on drugs. And my OCD ass can't call you Dylan. Yeah. Because that's not your name. <laughs> <laughs> my mom almost named me Nakota because she was very high on all of the painkillers. Oh, Karen. My name was supposed to be Dakota Nicole. Yeah. And That's she pretty. Yeah, and she, which I love. And mm-hmm. she told them she tried to tell them Dakota and said Nakota on accident. What happened? And instead of my dad correcting her to Dakota, he told them, "No, She's wrong. She wanted it to be Kaylin Nicole. Your dad fucking sucks. Yeah, and then he left me with a name I hated for 16 years. (laughs) I quit. Yeah. I quit the podcast. No, you you can't. I I can't edit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Never, ever. (laughs) Good. You're stuck with me for at least the next 10 years. We have to make this pan out. (laughs) 30 years. 60 years. Okay, the rest of our lives. Yes. Let's get, let's get married right now. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> so, signs and symptoms of narcissism. Yes. Tell um, me. Narcissistic personality disorder and the severity of symptoms may vary, just to let you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like hashtag, everything. Uh, slash, you may not have all of them, but the majority get checked. Yeah, very few narcissists, like I found this in my research, uh, very few actually check every box. I've encountered a few. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so here we go. Mm-hmm. An exaggerated sense of self-importance, my lord. Yes. Kings and queens and <laughs> King yeah. Robert Baratheon. This is all things I cannot <laughs> identify with. Yeah. I feel like dirt beneath worm shit. 
most of the time me too right like i wish i could love myself this much right i can't help but be jealous of narcissists (laughs) (laughs) a little bit because i'm just like i wish i could look at myself in the mirror and think i'm the shit yeah but i just can't which (coughs) does actually give me comfort yeah yeah and well like (coughs) yeah i went down the wrong way like you're supposed to be able to like give yourself compliments and take just swallow <laughs> oh my god, I can't. I Hello, darkness, my old friend. Yeah, sorry. It's, so, it's too funny. <laughs> I just can't. Sorry, say what you're going to say. <laughs> um, but, like, you're supposed to be able to take compliments and, like, think of yourself as good and look at yourself and be happy with yourself. And, like, if. Unless and you're this, a woman. Yeah, this is probably because you're so I was. Pretty. A, yeah. Oh, thank you. So you agree. <laughs> you think you're really pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but like. Exhibit A. <laughs> being a woman in this society. Like yes. it's very hard for me to take mm-hmm. that and be okay with myself taking that and not think that I'm a narcissist. The pers- yeah. Even though I know that I'm not. Right. It's really hard like, to balance that and mm-hmm. not feel like you're fully yourself. Yeah. It sucks. Um, so have a sense of entitlement and require constant excessive admiration. Mm-hmm. Says everyone about millennials. But that's not true. Um, it, it sounds <laughs> like they're looking in a mirror and calling it something else. I would agree. Um, yeah. <laughs> He's going to drink my tequila. Expect to be recognized as superior, even without achievements that warrant it. Yes. I never expect to be recognized for my superior achievements because that has never been my lot in life. <laughs> Usually I do better than everyone else and some other shithead person gets the, gets the glory for it. Yeah. For my work. <laughs> <laughs> Group projects. Yes. <laughs> We were the nerds in the group project. <laughs> yes. And the popular person took advantage of us. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Actually, I didn't, I didn't really have that experience either, though. I did. <laughs> I did all the work. <laughs> I did all the work. Well, I also had, like, a lot of AP classes where everybody in there was very into making sure that we all did the best that we could. I took two AP classes. You know what's funny? What? I'm an English major. My English teacher told me I shouldn't take AP English because it would be too hard for me. Your en- my English teacher in fourth grade told me that. she Like, she would give me Ds and, like, would not help me. Your elementary school teachers need to be punched. Yeah. Okay. So, um, exag- they also exaggerate achievements and talents. Yes, they do. Yep. Uh, They can also be preoccupied with fantasies about success, power, brilliance, beauty, or the perfect mate. That's a big red flag. Yeah. Because you don't want someone, like, trying to mold you into something because that is a red flag. Yes. Um, That can also be a little bit of a byproduct of OCD as well. So don't beat yourself up if you kind of fall into that category. It's not necessarily fantasies in my experience with OCD, though. It's more setting yourself a deadline or a standard. Yeah. And just check com- yourself. Yeah. And that, that is completely unattainable. And yeah. you have to sit there. You always, when you get those thoughts, you have to then, in therapy, you learn, like, mm-hmm. okay, wait. 
that's <laughs> not achievable right and like, i i love this person for who they are human beings will never measure up to the outrageous standards we hold them to so yeah um and some people don't even try okay um Hashtag politicians. So, uh, another thing is that they believe they are superior and can only associate with equally special people. Which is where people with extremely low self-esteem come into issues, uh-huh. come into a problem. Because if this person thinks that you're so special that they'll spend all this time with you and like really want to talk to you and keep you in their company, you start to crave that. Does charm work on you? No, it it feels fake to me, and like I feel it in my gut. Me too. It doesn't work on me at all. No. And my mom has actually said that before because I've complained about some shitheads when I worked at Family Video. Like mm-hmm. you know the weird dudes that come in and stare deep into your eyes and try and be like, "Hmm, you want? Oh, your phone number? I'll give you my phone number if you give me mine." Like the yours. guy that came that in, bullshit. The guy that came in the other day and was like, "So should I call you Miss Beautiful or what?" And I was like. Bleh. Well, my girlfriend, (laughs) 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 I didn't start with that. I was like, most people call me Kay. And then like, he kept talking about like, he was like, do you have any kids? And I was like, my girlfriend and I are trying. (laughs) (laughs) And he said something about his 16 year old and then ran out the door. That's amazing. I used to do that too. Where I was like, oh, my fiance and my husband really, you know, and Mm -hmm. yeah. Hello. (laughs) <laughs> married yeah like i need to fuck you i'm married sweatpants okay <laughs> um so uh but that's the thing like when someone gives you that focused attention mm-hmm. it just pulls most people in yeah you know i've been around enough narcissists yeah. to see through that bullshit yes i see it a lot those people who just morph into an echo chamber around whoever they're around you know what I'm saying? Yeah. To just pull them in like a spider. And I don't care for it. Um, anyway. Um, you can just see the spider sitting in the web. Mm-hmm. Spinning it. Salutations. Charlotte's <laughs> um, Web. Ev- yeah, I love Charlotte's Web. Every spider except Charlotte can go fuck themselves. That's fair. <laughs> but we need them. Mm-hmm. Ecosystems are important. Um, okay. So... Um, they also monopolize conversations and belittle or look down on people they perceive as inferior. I kind of feel like we could both fall into that category. Yeah, well, I mean, I think everybody does that. <laughs> Your voice got really high. <laughs> we don't check any of these other boxes, Kay. We're fine. <laughs> but, I mean, everybody That's- talks about everybody else. And it gets all of us in trouble, but we continue to do it. I what? think we're talking... <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Hypochondriasism. Yeah. Uh, no, this is like to the extreme. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, people who just trap you into a corner and talk at you. You know what I'm saying? Don't let you ever get a word in edgewise. Um, <laughs> I'll cut that. Um, <laughs> we have to cut a lot of shit. Yeah, we do. Uh, we've said a lot of things. So um, this, this is the We've said a one. lot of things, met a lot of people. This is <laughs> been a lot of places it's fine <laughs> um so they also expect special favors and unquestioning compliance with their expectations yes so, this is the football players in high school yes exactly the football Athletes players in high school in a lot of places actually yeah expect this 
Especially male athletes, because men are not brought up to fucking hate themselves. Well, oh, also, um, at my high school, my high school was very focused on AP classes and sports. Mm-hmm. And if a girl was on a sports team and was pretty, and pretty by, like, skinny and... But normal. Tall. By and, standards. Like, yeah, by... athletically pretty. Yeah, no, like, yeah. just by, like, normal standards. She could get away with wearing shorts that mm-hmm. were three inches below her... Not even three inches below her butt. But if a girl that was, like, my size... Or who was tall. Yeah. I'm throw that in there. No, I, I mean, tall fucking, girls. I had to wear fucking Bermudas my oh entire my. high school. Well, like, because I wasn't fucking short. There were these short girls that could get by with the fingertip rule because their mm. arms were fucking short. Yeah. And it came to just below their butt. Mm-hmm. I had to wear Bermudas because I'm fucking 5'6". Well, I mean, even tall girls at my school could get away with it as long as it. they were skinny. Bowling green sucks. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, it just, it irked me so yes. bad. Like, when the principal would come by and, like, pull a girl out of class and be like, you have to put on jeans or something. When another girl was sitting not two feet away. Mm-hmm. Blonde, tan, and pretty. Yep. With you. Yeah. Similar experiences. That's why we're friends. Yes. <laughs> two sides of a coin okay mm-hmm. um okay they also take advantage of others to get what they want yes i think that goes without explanation yes they're vampires um having an inability and not the sexy kind um <laughs> they also have an ability or unwilling an inability or unwillingness to recognize the needs and feelings of others there's a disconnect there yeah that is a plug that's not plugged into your um surge protector surge protector <laughs> yep um they can also be envious of others and believe and believe others envy them i can see that i can see both the sides two of that yeah into one mm-hmm. it's and it's not and or that's mm-hmm. the important keyword there um they behave in an arrogant or haughty manner according to Sorry, I'm going to try that a second take of that. Uh, They behave in an arrogant or haughty manner, coming across as conceited, boastful, and pretentious. I'm almost done. Okay, so they also insist on having the best of everything. For instance, the best car or office. CEOs fit this. Encountered it. I saw the hottest Camaro. In our parking lot the other day. You know what? I've honestly never been more turned on by a car. Oh, wow. (laughs) You know what, though? Now that I have a car that I love that I picked out. You get it? I don't want any other car. I want my car. Yeah. I have no jealousy for any other car. I want my car. Once I get out of my piece of shit rust bucket, (laughs) I'll feel that way, too. (laughs) Sure. Um, okay, so at the same time, people with narcissistic personality disorder have trouble handling anything they perceive as criticism. And they can. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. They can become impatient or angry when they don't receive special treatment, have significant interpersonal problems, and feeling and easily feel slighted. They're super sensitive. Uh, they can also react with rage or contempt and try to belittle the other person to make themselves appear superior. 
I met. There was this woman at the water park one time that screamed at me because I was so nervous because like I was by myself. I was waiting on my mom and this woman like came up with her kids and was like wanting to sit at our table and like and I was just like, oh my um, God, we're supposed to be having friends and my mom's coming and and she like was screaming at me and was like, well, if it's such a problem for you and like sat right next to our table on a towel and like was talking really loudly to her kids and like it was people are fucking psychotic. I yeah, everyone. Yeah, I'm never leaving the house. Okay. <laughs> um, they also have difficulty regulating emotions or, and behavior. Hmm. Um, experience major problems dealing with stress and adapting to change. Feeling depressed and moody because they fall short of perfection. Having secret feelings of insecurity, shame, vulnerability, and humiliation. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Having secret feelings. That's the code word there. Secret. secret. We're open about that. Yes, <laughs> like, we talk about it. <laughs> we talk about how much we hate ourselves on a daily basis. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so you know what? What us? <laughs> We're so neurotic. Oh my god. <laughs> the opposite of We're narcissism. Like, oh my god. What? Are, we're not that. We're not that. We're not that. Oh my god. Okay. So when to see a doctor? <laughs> when to see a doctor? When you check off every box on this list. Um, when. <laughs> When people with people with narcissistic, this is straight out of the camel's mouth, y'all. This is not my writing. This is mm -hmm. from a fucking doctor from the Mayo Clinic. Thank people, you, doctor. Thank you, doctor. Doctor um, Mayo. Yes. Uh, people with narcissistic personality disorder may not want to think that anything could be wrong. Cause why would you? Surprise, fucking surprise. Mm -hmm. Um, so they may be unlikely to seek treatment. That's what I just said. They don't think anything's wrong. So why would they get treatment? Yeah. Um, if they do seek treatment, it's more likely to be for symptoms of depression, drug or alcohol use, or another mental health problem. Because they don't see what they're doing as an issue. Yeah. Because they're so, that's the thing, is that people with this disorder are so far inflated mm -hmm. that there's no way that it could be their fault. Yeah. There's no way that it's their problem. It's no way that it's anything they're doing wrong. It's obviously everybody it's else. everyone else. That's why you have no family and no friends that speak to you. It's, if you're, uh, there was a thing on How I Met Your Mother where he, w he was talking about the crazy guy on the bus mm -hmm. in New York City. Yeah. And oh, there's always a crazy guy on the bus. Yeah. And if you get on the bus and there's not a crazy guy, it's because you're the crazy guy on the bus. <laughs> True. Yes. So when you look around and you start to think everyone else is crazy. Mm -hmm. Unless you're, I mean, of course, within reason. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, mm -hmm. I mean, we have strong political views that are not popular in our state. Yeah. But... It's one of those things where it's like, okay, I feel like if I kill enough people, earthquakes will stop and no one else is on my side. That's the problem. You're the fucking crazy one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. like, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. I believe vampires are after me at my home. I should wear scarves and park in parking spots that aren't parking spots. And my car is fine. Wear, and <laughs> Yes, and, and wear pants that fall down around my ankles be, so that they don't find me. <laughs> 
you're the crazy guy on the bus. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> None of this is pulled from personal experience. I just, I'm just that good of an improver. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna hate my laugh when I listen to this. No, it's again. fine. You're cute. Um, oh, thank so, you. So, um, but perceived insults to self-esteem may make it difficult to accept and follow through with the treatment. Obviously, this therapist is wrong. Yes. This therapist that has been in school for 20 years is wrong. It's wrong. Why would they say that something I'm doing is wrong? I don't need empathy. I know what's right. Yeah, it's bad. If you recognize aspects of your personality that are common to narcissistic personality disorder or you're feeling overwhelmed by sadness because you can never measure up to the immeasurable standard you've set for yourself... Um, consider reaching out to a trusted doctor or mental health professional. But that also doesn't mean you're a narcissist. True. Um, <laughs> getting the right treatment can help make your life more rewarding and enjoyable and make people actually want to be around you. That is true. Um, so, causes. And here's what we're saying. It's not known what causes narcissistic personality disorder. Isn't that fucking terrifying? That is horrific. Sometimes painting your child's room yellow do that did you know that like you want to hear something real fun alarming amount of serial killers had their rooms painted yellow as children young children was your room painted yellow do i need to hide under the house no are you gonna fucking kill me no i'm not gonna kill you um oh my god the look (laughs) on your face was not reassuring (laughs) no i'm not gonna kill you i love you i have a bond with you But no, like my mom and dad didn't want to know what gender I was. So like all of my stuff was yellow. Like anything I got that was like themed was Winnie the Pooh. Oh, Winnie the Pooh. It should have been green though. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Go green, you guys. Yeah. Always go green. Go green for the planet. And for and the poisonous dye. Your, yeah, and the mental <laughs> of your child and the arsenic in your dress. Um, Harry Potter and the poisoned dresses. <laughs> plug! Okay. <laughs> I'm going to open my second margarita. Okay. So it's not known, like I said, what causes mental narcissistic personality disorder. Um, as with personality development and other mental health disorders, the cause of narcissistic personality disorder is likely very complex. Narcissistic personality disorder may be linked to environment, uh, Mitch, mismatches in parent. Mitch McConnell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't Sorry. mention that man's name. <laughs> uh, mismatches in parent-child relationships with either excessive adoration or excessive criticism that is poorly attuned to the child's experience. This is one of those things where it's the puzzle piece is missing in your head plus that environment that negatively impacts you can create this monster of a human my billy would never Uh uh-huh you're wrong you're a terrible teacher and you should quit resign i expect you to hand in your resignation in the next two days my child is not a liar he is an angel and you are a fucking asshole for giving him an f even though he doesn't do his work and he's a huge dick in class. You're just not engaging enough as an educator. 
Ma'am, he said the word fuck. Well, where the fuck did he learn that? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Maybe you should go back to college. (laughs) All right. So another one is genetics. Like I Uh said, it's inherited characteristics and then neurobiology. So that's the connection between the brain and behavior and thinking. So it's all of these combined. So it's the, the, the correct amount of puzzle pieces mixed that are missing slash are there mixed with the particular environment that they're in that creates this. It could be someone who is horrifically abused. It could be someone who is adored and brought up to think that nothing they do is wrong. It's literally one extreme or the other. So it's literally too far to the right wing and too far to the left wing that can make a monster. Yeah. A literal monster. Yeah. Parents, you have to hug your kids and discipline them at the same time. You have to find that happy medium. As people without children, we know best. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, no, like, as having been a Sunday school teacher as long as I was, and you having been a teacher as long as you were, like, I, I mean, I feel like we do have some experience, like, not nearly as much as a parent would, but, like, in... In the aspect that we've seen so many different children and we've seen so many different environments where they're coming from. And I've also seen people be manipulated. Yeah. Not even just by children. Yeah. By adults, by mm-hmm. teenagers. But I mean, mm-hmm. I've been a victim of it before mm-hmm. and I'll never be that again. You know? Yeah. It, it's, it, it's just crazy. Yeah. The, the level of manipulation that some things take and then you get out on the other... If you're lucky enough to get out on the other side of it and then learn from that, you can spot it. I mean, instantly. Yeah. Um, so risk factors. Um, so risk factors. Uh, we talked about a lot of shit. Okay. Yeah. Um, narcissistic personality disorder affects more males than females, and it often begins in the teens or early adulthood. Um, keep in mind that although some children may show traits of narcissism, this may simply be typical of their age and doesn't mean that they'll go on to, de- to develop narcissistic personality disorder. All kids have no fear. Yeah. Is the thing. So you can't really judge it there. Especially the thing, little boys. The, uh, yeah. The thing to really look for, the, the really troubling signs are the things are if they start hurting people, hurting animals, mm-hmm. wetting the bed, lighting fires, that trifecta that we all know and love from true crime. Um, as far as like serial killer goes, but those are the really bad ones. But you know, when it, it's hard, I feel like it would be hard as a parent to pull out of the the cloud that your kid is the best ever Mm -hmm. or could be the best ever if we're going in the critical realm. Yeah. And it's just really hard to try to keep your wits about you and especially you and your partner and your family to really make sure that you keep a realistic view of your child Mm -hmm. and encourage them to be all that they can be, but also keep things realistic and not be an asshole about keeping things realistic. It's a really fine line. Parenting is fucking hard. And sometimes you can be the best parent in the world and your kid is still a dick. Yeah. So whatever. And the grandparent, unless they live in your house, should not have any say sorry like oh no 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 it's your child yeah (laughs) like it's you know what that kid is like day in and day out the grandparent does not no so no matter what your mother-in-law or your mother or your father or your father-in-law says 
don't necessarily totally disregard it, but understand that they are seeing that as an outsider mm-hmm. and understand that you really know what your kid is like behind closed doors and doors, doors. with a D I'm drunk. At the end. Sorry. Behind closed doors and just kind of understand that you have to make the best decisions for you and your child and whatever your parents or your parents-in-law think it's not their choice it's not their child yeah and if they don't get them mm-hmm. if they don't get that they don't get to see the kid anymore yeah you have the leverage yeah you or your spouse were their child they had enough time to do their thing yes it's your turn to do your thing yes agreed sorry that's that's been on my heart to say good because it's yeah. someone needs to hear it <laughs> there's a reason it came out of my mouth yes so do we need to pee yes okay well that's my segment that was such a beautiful segment I'm done. okay Alrighty. we back yes and for you it was only half a second but for us it was a few minutes um are you ready i'm so excited okay this is a treasure trove yes so i haven't said this guy's name all episode because I didn't want any of you to know that I was going to be talking about Ted Bundy. <laughs> so, um, I'm so excited. Yeah. This is the king of narcissists. Oh, my God. Yes. So um, I found this beautiful article yesterday and um, it made me really want to talk about Ted. Mm-hmm. And I'm not getting into any of the gore. That's not what we're here for. We're here for the psychology. Yes. And like what's going on with that. So. Um, I pulled a little bit from that article, but then I found another article that was just as gorgeous, and yes. I put it in here as well. And um, But first, I want to talk about the story of Narcissus. Um, nice. When we came up with this episode idea, um, I really wanted to talk, to talk about Greek mythology, because that's one of my favorite things. And, and the, it just it infiltrates everything we do, and we don't realize it. Yeah, which is... Which is what I love about it is yeah. be- both beautiful and baffling at the same time. Yeah. And it's amazing, especially in American society, mm-hmm. that we are so influenced by Greek mythology mm-hmm. because we started out as a Puritan country. Yeah. It was completely against any of this. So it, it fascinates me. Um, Greek mythology is actually something I kind of study for fun. Me too. Um, All of the time. Yeah. My... <laughs> All um, the time. Yeah. It's bookmarked in my, th- in my, like, in, in my browser. Yeah. Or whatever. Like. <laughs> yeah. Um, my patron goddess is actually Athena, nice. whom I love. Of course. Um, too. Just because I picked her. Yeah. <laughs> Just now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I've love, always loved Athena. I love Athena. I love Aphrodite. Hecate. Um, yes. Hecate. Yes. Um, Persephone. Yes, Persephone. Yes. Demeter. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Okay. But um, anyway. All of our goddesses. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, Represent. Okay, I'm stopping. Okay. So um, I have a short little blurb about the story of Narcissus. This is where we get the word narcissism or narcissist. Um, If any of you don't know this, this is something kind of new and fun for you. Uh, If you do. Listen along. Uh, you might if you know something I don't know. Seventh grade. <laughs> you know this. You should know this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag reform education. <laughs> Get it back to the good old days <laughs> <laughs> when we learned about Greek mythology we in school. About shit that matters. Yes. 
Um, all right. So Narcissus was a hunter in Greek mythology, son of the river god Cephisus and the nymph uh, Lyrope. Mm. He was a very beautiful young man, and many fell in love with him. However, mm-hmm. sounds sexy. Yeah, gorgeous. <laughs> um, however, he only showed them disdain and contempt. One day, while he was hunting in the woods, the Oread nymph Echo spotted him and immediately fell for him. When Nar- um, when Narcissus sensed that someone was following him, Echo eventually revealed herself and tried to hug him. Can I just say something real fast? Uh-huh. I fucking love the name Echo. I do too. I don't want to name my child that because I know how this story ends. <laughs> However, yeah. it's the coolest fucking name of all time. Thanks for ru- ruining it, Greeks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Greeks. That's how we got the word Echo, but still. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So she tried to hug him, but however, he pushed her off and told her not to disturb him, which is fair. Of course. Sexual assault is not acceptable. No, it's not. True. That And that's what, I mean, that's what this was. True. Um, Echo, in despair, roamed around the woods for the rest of her life and wilted away until all that remained of her was an echo sound. That's where we get the word That's echo. Where we get the word echo. Nemesis. Yeah, we're not gonna, you know, name our child that, but that yeah. name's fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, Greeks. <laughs> uh, thanks, Obama. <laughs> <laughs> it's all Obama's fault. It's all Obama's fault. <laughs> um, n- Nemesis, the god, the goddess of retribution and revenge, learned what had happened and decided to punish Narcissus for his behavior. She I led- also love the name Nemesis. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> um, she led him to a pool. There, the man saw the man saw his reflection in the water and fell in love with it. Although he did not realize in the beginning that it was just a reflection, when he understood it, he fell in despair that his love could not materialize and committed suicide. And that is the story of Narcissus. And if you go to the drive, there is a beautiful picture that I found. Oh. Um, is it of the man himself? Yes, it's uh, it's titled Narcissus Myth, and it's just glorious. Yes, and I also have a picture of the Narcissus flower, which There's is flower? adorable. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Isn't it cute? I don't know. I can't see it yet. Hang on, I gotta get there. I forgot that I needed to get in here to see the picture. <laughs> it looks a little bit like a daffodil, just a little bit. Is this him right here? Oh. Uh-huh. oh, I see him. Yeah. Isn't he gorgeous? Yeah. Yep. I'm mad about it. Okay. Um, <laughs> where's the flower? It's the white and yellow flower. It's just called Narcissus. I don't see it. I don't see it. It's the fourth one down. They do look like daffodils. Are they not daffodils? No. They're beautiful. Right? They're just not the same color. No. They're gorgeous. I love them. Mm. I want them for my garden where half of my plants die. Just <laughs> pee on them. Oh. All right. So, are you ready to hear about Ted Bundy? Yep. Okay. I'm so happy to hear about Theodore. <laughs> Theodore. Theodore Bundy. Theodore Bundy. That's my rich people voice from <laughs> from the seventies. You can't tell where anyone's from. <laughs> 
All right. So just a little tidbit about Ted Bundy. This is the fact that I didn't know. um, Or, well, this is kind of leading into the fact that I didn't know about him. Um, And I do have a list of his victims, but I'm going to go over that last because I want those to be fresh in your mind. I don't want his name to be fresh in your mind. Um, so I love the way they did that in the movie. I, I did too. That's the way we should structure our shit. Yeah. I loved it. That's what I'm going to do. So, um, I found this great article. Um, it's from crimetraveler.org. Nice. Okay. They are a school. It, it's part of a school's website, um, that studies law and true crime and all that other fun mm-hmm. stuff. So, um, it is almost unheard of for one individual to have all nine traits on the narcissistic scale, but those who do have the potential to be extremely, um, those who do have the potential to be extremely dangerous individual. Uh, wow. I'm very drunk. Individual? What were you going to say? <laughs> Individuals? Individuals. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, with those around them being at the most risk from what is termed narcissistic rage. Um, Mm. The appearance of narcissistic traits within those who kill has been on the table for a long time. Ted Bundy, for example, who became one of America's most notorious serial killers, was what you could call a classic narcissist. Yes. This was the man who, once caught and being assessed by a psychological profiler from the FBI, offered to go to the FBI Behavioral Science Unit and teach investigators about his crimes and motives, an offer which the FBI refused. Why? Because that was feeding into his narcissism. Yeah, it's just feeding his ego. Yeah, and and who knows if he was going to tell them the truth or not, or if it was going to be extremely skewed. If you guys haven't watched the Netflix documentary, it will you will understand so much more as to why they didn't let him in. Like it just Mm -hmm. all came back to me. Yeah. After after you said that, like he was such a fucking weirdo. That's the thing about. And we're going to talk about that in just a second. Yeah, like he. Oh, okay. I'll shut up. It, it's okay. It's okay. We're going to talk about it. I have a lot of feelings. <laughs> um, <laughs> she doesn't even go here. <laughs> um, according to Robert Ressier, a profiler who assessed some of the worst serial, serial killers in American history, Ted Bundy was a master of his game. He, and he was. He wasn't, he wasn't, but we'll get there. Yeah. I'm sure. Oh, Yes. Yes, because I have another article that's going to shock the crap out of you. I'm so happy. (laughs) Um, Okay, so narcissists by their very nature. Let me clarify. I'm not happy because we're talking about someone. This guy is a horrific murderer. I'm happy because I'm I'm fascinated by the psychology behind it. Mm -hmm. And it turns out America is part of the problem. Yeah, his mask was so complete. And I just... That is what fascinates me about this case. And the fact that he didn't... His mask was complete, but it also wasn't, and he couldn't see where it wasn't. Yep. Is what really fascinates me. Mm Mm-hmm. Y'all need to go watch the Ted Bundy tapes and the extremely uh, wicked, incredibly... evil and vile. And shockingly evil and vile, yeah. Forever. That guy from forever. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, okay. So, narcissists, by their very nature, don't take responsibility for their actions or events around them. They do not admit that they have any faults or could be at fault because they genuinely don't believe that they are. Maybe, like, when you come into training and someone says, I don't make mistakes. That could be a clue. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so cult leaders are typical examples of pathological narcissists. Mm-hmm. They believe they are special and powerful, and they show the level of control and dominance such beliefs can achieve. So I have, like, the nine, um, the nine, what are they? The nine signs that you're a narcissist. <laughs> okay. We're going to call it that, um, because I'm very drunk. Um, so I have the nine like the symptoms or whatever, and Is that what I just said y- yes, but I also like put them with things about Ted Bundy. Oh, okay. So grandiosity. Um, <laughs> he believed he could represent himself in court and get away with all the murders he committed with like one year of failed yard like law school. Yes. Let's throw that in there. <laughs> yeah. He he had a god complex. An excellent bow tie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm he also. It was so ugly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he also had a preoccupation with success and power. Yes. His political career, his constant attempts at law school, and firing his own lawyers. Mm-hmm. Um, a feeling of being unique. What more do I have I mean, to say? Enough said. Yeah. A requirement of excess admiration. His his courtrooms were filled with journalists and TV crews and he was performing. He was performing. Every time he had a trial, he was performing. Again, refer to the documentary on Netflix. Yes. Um, Refer to the documentary first. Watch the documentary first, then watch the movie so that you can see the brilliance of Zac Efron's portrayal. Yes. Um, Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, He had a sense of entitlement. Mm -hmm. Felt that the court needed to wait on him while he did whatever the fuck he wanted to do. He was late all the fucking time. Yes. He was always fucking late. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, exploitative. He preyed on women's guilt Mm -hmm. because people felt bad if, like, someone was disabled or had something wrong and they didn't help them. Fuck politeness. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there is this one woman at work that I normally, like, hold the doors for because she's always got her walker with her. And, like, I do that for her because I know her. And, like, we don't have automatic doors. And we should. We should. It's true. And, um, so, like. You know her and she's sweet. And there's a yeah. dude with one leg who's the worst person on the face of the planet. He hasn't come back. Oh, I'm so glad. I pissed him off enough Good. enough to not come back. Because I, really I told him about Christopher Robin. And that was apparently his breaking point. He hung up on me, He's Carrie. He's the worst person. He is. Um, okay, so he preyed on women's guilt about not helping someone who's injured, quote-unquote, as well as preyed on their weaknesses, like being alone and sometimes defenseless. Can you help me with my sailboat? I have a broken arm, but I'm gonna sail this boat. I have a broken arm. Can you help me get my sailboat out of my VW Beetle that doesn't have a a hitch for a sailboat? No passenger seat. 
No. I've also disabled the uh, passenger side door so you can't escape the passenger seat of my bug. <laughs> Why does he have a British accent? I don't know. <laughs> he did. When he was luring people with the he sailboat. He did. He did. Okay. And it was probably just as bad as ours. Yeah. <laughs> my <laughs> name is Ted. I-, I was wondering if you could help me with my sailboat. Please, sir. May I have some more? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, <laughs> also a lack of empathy. Um, by like just to just to um give an example, asking the police officer to report the murder crime scene in Florida over and over and in over and over in court. In explicit so, detail. So fucked up. It was yeah. just getting him off. Yes. And you you can tell by his mannerisms, mm-hmm. too. Um, okay, so... And then the judge was like, okay. <laughs> you need to stop. You should shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> You're not helping yourself. No. He uh, just wanted to watch everyone's reactions to what he did. Yes. Ugh. <sighs> Um, so there's also being envious. So uh, let's talk a little bit about Diane Edwards, his first girlfriend. Um, he wanted her upper class su- lifestyle. That's a pseudonym, I hope. I hope it's a pseudonym. I don't know. I found it in, art- in an article that's going to be linked. Okay, I hope. Um, I-, I think that it's a pseudonym. Okay. They've tried to keep her identity secret. Yeah. So um, he wanted her upper class lifestyle, mm-hmm. and he always felt guilty because he couldn't give her everything that she wanted. And like she even said, it was she felt like he was spending his last dime trying to get her stuff. Mm. Yeah, but don't feel too bad for him because he actually started murdering when he was fifteen years old. He murdered an eight-year-old when he was fifteen. I didn't know that. We're gonna talk about her a little I didn't bit. Know that either. Oh my god. Um, because I found that like. As horrific as it is, it was also kind of fascinating because like, mm-hmm. I didn't know that he started out that young. A lot of them do. It's really sad. Yeah. But, like, A lot of them, their first murders are not their first murders. He like he never really admitted to it, but they could trace it to him. Right, because they always keep one back. Yeah. That's another mark of the narcissist. Yeah. The deep, the extreme narcissist. They'll admit to all 47 murders and then keep three or four. For themselves to think about at night. I'm the only one who knows about these. Yeah. Um, but, but it might make you feel a little bit better to know that he squirmed when he was asked about that one. That does make me feel better. He squirmed a whole lot and changed the subject. Mm-hmm. He did that a lot. Um, but that makes me feel good for her. First, I have to pee again. <laughs> Heads in your bladder. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. Are you ready to be enraged? Always. This is a side of this that I don't think that you've thought about. And I'm really, really excited about it. Okay. Lay it on me. So I found this article on oxygen. Okay. And we're going to talk a little bit about white male privilege. Oh, of course. I mean, why why wouldn't we? Yeah. When I say a little bit, a lot of it. 
<laughs> All right. So this article was incredible. Um, I'm definitely going to link it. Um, I only pulled like a little bit from it, but um, I wanted to read from it because it was amazing. So this was released like right after Extremely Wicked came out. Okay. So Extremely Wicked premiered on Netflix Friday. Uh, Berlinger, who also directed the 2019 Netflix documentary Conversations with the Killer, the Ted Bundy Tapes, has largely revived the killer's mythos in contemporary popular culture. Mm. But Berlinger's biopic, starring a charismatic and chiseled Efron as Bundy, has been criticized for romanticizing and sexualizing a cold-blooded psychopath. That's upsetting. They wouldn't be saying that if Zach Efron hadn't played him. Yeah. And he was brilliant. Y'all can fuck off. He was brilliant. He's a brilliant actor. He he is amazing. But I understand where they're coming from. Um, and now some critics are wondering how much did Bundy's whiteness play into how long it took for him to be arrested. I mean, that's true. Uh-huh. That's also not Zach Efron's fault. Yeah. Sorry, I'm a, I'm gonna defend my future husband's <laughs> honor. <laughs> it's only your first husband. Yes. <laughs> if I ever meet Zac Efron and he falls in love with me, it's over. <laughs> um, and I think Josh would be fine with that. <laughs> but uh, we're not talking about Zac Efron now. We're talking about Bundy. Mm. Um, okay. So. Because uh, the, in that respect, yes, I agree. So how the much, 70s are canceled. Yeah. How much should Bundy's whiteness play into how long it took for him to get arrested? His treatment during his trial and incarceration and the way he's perceived today. Mm-hmm. Um, Jane Caputi, a professor. <laughs> yep. Caputi? Yeah. Capote? It's C-A-P-U-T-I. Okay. Yeah. Caput? C- Caputi? Okay. Uh, <laughs> Jane C. <laughs> <laughs> um, a professor. A professor of women, gender, and sexuality studies at the Florida Atlantic University thinks Bundy has been wrongly mythologized, largely due to his white male privilege. Uh, Bundy never got into the law school he wanted to, she told Oxygen.com. He was a nose picker, a nail biter, not well liked as a child. He tortured frogs. His own opinion of himself preceded everything, and the media did just buy that. So, are white, like, white privilege in general, but especially white male privilege, that privilege, that focus that our society has played into his narcissism. Oh, yeah. Abso-fucking-lutely. And the fact that he was attractive, even though he had a fucking unibrow. He he was still charismatic, mm-hmm. and and attractive in that way. Yes. And yeah. And like he played everyone. Oh yeah. Um. So I think you would really like this professor. So Jane doesn't buy into the suave, sophisticated, charming boy next door portrait of Bundy that's been constructed by the media. She said. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> Captivated imaginations for more than four decades. Mm-hmm. Um, Jane, who has read about Bundy in her 1987 book, The Age of Sex Crime, believes Bundy's perceived suave demeanor was actually white pri- privilege in disguise. Privilege. Privilege. <laughs> I'm drunk. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, 
more to come. Yes. I can't make fun of this. I can only make fun of you. <laughs> <laughs> and we are a comedy podcast, so I have to find the humor where I can. So. So, um, his suave demeanor was actually white privilege in disguise. I can see that. Okay. Uh, okay, I see you. Yeah. So he's the very picture of overtly of innocence, but on the underside of that, he's the very picture of the criminal enterprise, she explained. She specifically cited the unusual luxuries Bundy was afforded during his trial and incarceration, such as minimal prison library supervision, which led to two botched jailbreaks. Mm-hmm. He fucking talked himself out of so much. Oh my god, yeah. He was a master manipulator, whether it be exploiting your weaknesses or just pure flattery or whatever it was. I mean, it's just nuts. It's nuts. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but if he didn't look the way that he did and he ran as many stop signs as he did. And if he... (laughs) How many stop signs did you run? You're in a fucking lineup. Oh, my God. How many substances did you run to get arrested? And if he... I'm sorry. I'm just going to fucking say it because I don't give a shit. If he wasn't a Republican political activist who was also firmly entrenched in the LDS faith because he... Everything he did was a fucking chess move of of camouflage. Mm -hmm. He would have been shot. Mm Mm-hmm. Especially with everything that he had in his car. Oh, yeah. Especially if he hadn't been white. Yep. That's not us being racist. That's just the reality of it. And it fucking sucks. And it's stupid. And, like... And I'm not... I'm not talking about this for any person that is Caucasian to feel bad about their skin color. That's not what I'm doing. I am saying this because there is a privilege that we have as white people. Mm-hmm. You and I as white women, no one can look at us and tell that we're gay. Mm-mm. We can pass. I have passed, or I did pass for 19 years. Have. I am. still passing. Yeah. When I need to. You can still pass. Especially because you're married to Josh. Yeah. Like, we, we do have that privilege but that doesn't make us bad people. That just means that we need to be aware that we have that privilege. Yes. And we need to help make a change. True. Absolutely. When we can change our thought processes, it helps to change other people's. Mm-hmm. And I just, I love when people are, are open to, to understanding as opposed to when people are like, oh, so it matters what word I say. Yeah, it fucking does. Yeah, it does. Words have power. And, yeah, I just... And, like, again, like I said, I'm not saying this to make white people feel bad. No. This to make you understand that you do have a privilege. That's okay. Just recognize the privilege. Just understand that you can help turn this around. And that's the thing. Like, I listen to a lot of history podcasts. I've worked with a lot of people. And there are a lot of guys out there that that will shit on that white guilt that we feel you should feel the point is not that you should feel guilty because you personally did something because we didn't personally like slavery is not a thing for us here you know um at least not legally um you shouldn't feel guilty because your ancestors 
own slaves or anything like that. It's more of like you recognize it, you feel the guilt, and then you decide to make a change in your own perception of of reality. That's the point. It's not, oh, you should feel guilty because your ancestors did something and you should atone for it. It's no, no, that that's not what it is. It's the, the guilt, the white guilt that you should feel is I'm white. I am privileged and I should open my mind to experiencing how other people experience things and acknowledge that it's valid. Yes, exactly. That's exactly the point that I'm trying to make. Yes part of my segment and like something that i hated about growing up in the rural south Mm -hmm. is that as beautiful as the summers are (laughs) she said sarcastically (laughs) while topless in front of her best friend (laughs) (laughs) but like my grandmother i'll just i'll use her just go for it just go for it. Yeah, like she, yeah, would it's always, fine. she would always say, well, black people want us to feel bad because they were enslaved, and that's just wrong. That's racism. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's, no, that's not even close. And that's the least of your crimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the last thing you need to be worried about. God will judge you. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the first thing you should maybe worry about is getting up off your couch. Uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna get sued. I love you. No, you're not. I love you too. She doesn't have any money. You haven't met my aunt. <laughs> She's not listening. It's fine. <laughs> um, okay. So. It's not slander if it's true. Yeah. I know that. <laughs> From my four-year degree. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, back to this article. Uh, God damn it. Completely off topic. Yep. It's fine. Um, Bundy escaped twice, Jane added. He escaped the first time by jumping out the window because he was left unshackled and unsupervised. And at this point, is suspected of killing how many women? So many. So, that's white male privilege. So many. So, not only is it white privilege, it's white male privilege, which is a completely different type of Mm -hmm. How many times do you think that fucking human anus of a dickhead who had all his diamond kitties is left unsupervised and alone in a law library? Oh, none. Never. No matter how much of a fucking dickhead he is that is equivalent or worse than. Yeah. Or, I mean, maybe a little less. I don't know. But he probably didn't murder 40 people. Well, I mean, Upwards I of 40 people, but I don't know. It's... To say that what he did was worse. It's s- torture. Living women. True. Their children. True. Them. True. I'll concede that. And, I mean, because of his skin color, he wouldn't be left alone like this. Absolutely not. Um, but if you listen to his his testimony, it's just as contradictory and just as circular as Ted's is. Yes. Absolutely. Watch both. Mm-hmm. Watch both Watch sides. Them back to back. Yes. You, yeah. you should absolutely see yeah. the whole coin. Mm-hmm. All sides of the issue so that you can, yeah. And, and, like, I'm not saying that these women's death mean less. Oh, no, no, no. Um, that's not, not what we're saying. Yeah, what I'm what I'm saying is like those women 
I don't know how to put this without sounding like an asshole, so just kind of bear with me for a second. But, like, those women... We trust you. We love you. Uh, those women got to die. They got to have that happen to them, and then it be over. It was over. These women have to live with the fact that they were trapped in this man's mansion. They have to have that trauma from him like holding a gun to mm -hmm. them all the time that they're living they with and yes they're alive but don't add us you guys like that this is just our opinions yeah. and i'm sure you've got your own these women were branded their children were <sighs> and they they and their children have to live with that branding with a tattoo i mean you all know how permanent tattoos are. and it's hard and expensive to get rid of them exactly so expensive and you know what yeah no like i'm not gonna play the would you rather or the which is worse yeah. they're equally fucking culpable and their crimes are equally as gravitas and there is absolutely no way that this guy over here would get the privileges that ted got yeah. even in today's society absolutely no fucking way and that could also i mean I i'm also going to concede and devil devil's advocate for my end we know better yes because of ted mm -hmm. because of what ted did with his privileges exactly we know better i hope yes I, I'm just going to go well, off my own instincts. terrorists to Burger King. So. <laughs> right? Jesus. Okay. <laughs> That's true. Um, watch or listen to one in crime. Um, <laughs> not all Allens. Hashtag not all Allens. <laughs> damn it, Allen. This is dedicated to Allen. Mm hmm. What'd you do? If for a second it was off. You're. Your mic was off for a second? Yeah. <gasps> it's fine. Okay. It's fine. I think it was just a second. Yeah, I it was quit. just a I second. Quit. I quit the podcast. It's over. No, you don't. You it's owe fine. me this much money. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I have no money. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I would never do that to you. Okay. <laughs> I would hope not. I'd never do that to you. For the hours that we spent trying to figure out what was wrong with the recording. You know what? I love you. You can shut up. Okay. Um, it's fine. Um, all right. Okay, I'll just say it. We tried to record remotely and my <laughs> fucking mic wasn't on and I didn't know. <laughs> That's what happened. God. <laughs> Rub it in my face. Uh, um, okay. So, <laughs> he was suspected of killing how many women? At least 30 by that point so much more um so that's so why more. yeah so that's white male privilege but it's also misogyny that the murders of women don't matter so much except for titillation absolutely uh bundy wasn't shackled during trial and he was allowed to roam freely around the courtroom often presenting bizarre theories and muttering nonsense while winking at the cameras again he was performing yeah all of it's an act yes all of it is trying to fit into society thinking that it's working and then on his high horse because he's convinced that it's working yeah there's so much awful out of context glee mm -hmm. and performance and mm -hmm. just you know that's one of the marks of of narcissism is when something this uh, of this weight happens in their lives they don't know how to perform in front of people yeah they don't know what looks natural yeah because 
they think they're so smart that they don't have to look at other people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It, it's just, it, they don't think that they can look around and absorb that, those even behavior characteristics. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, no, this is what's natural. <laughs> I'll just laugh a lot and say, yes, of course I'm innocent. And you're just like, uh. Why are you laughing? There are women dead. People are dead. People were brutally murdered. No one who's innocent laughs off a conviction while they're in prison. They would cry. You're not crying. Beg, and you're not begging. You think you can get yourself out of it. It's bad, y'all. Yeah. Go watch the documentary if you haven't. It's fucking brilliant. I mean, you want to yes. punch his fucking face. Oh, yes. Just know that he dies. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. He is dead. That happened 30 years ago, but he's dead. so sad. We could have learned so much. Oh, yeah. But it's fine. It's better for his... It's better for the families of his victims. Yes. And the survivors to know that they he, he will never get out and get him. Get yeah. Them exactly. To TBH. Because, like, any of his survivors, if he had gotten out, they would be dead. Absolutely. I believe that. Um, so, Judge Edward Cowart, who was who first sentenced Bundy to death in 1979, even appeared to be sen- seduced by Bundy's charismatic spell. The judge, who described Bundy's crimes as extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. Oh, <laughs> look at that. It, it, he said the movie title. Yes. <laughs> it came straight from that judge, guys. Yes. That's what he called this He's, guy's crimes. He said it. And then turned around and said... Mm-hmm. The other part that, that wasn't in the title. Yeah. The serial killer was a bright young man. You'd have made a good lawyer, and I would have loved to have you practice in front of me. But you went another way, partner. And I'm sorry. Um, Take care of yourself. I don't feel any animosity towards you. I want you to know that. Once again, take care of yourself. Yep. The way Bundy paraded around the courtroom and the overconfidence he exuded shocks people watching footage from the trial yes. today. Bundy it shocked me. Yeah. I'm not easily shocked. Bundy was just allowed to walk around the courtroom winking, saying nonsensical things, and then at his sentencing, the judge said that he would have loved to practice with you. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Said Ashley Elise Edwards, a New York-based journalist who has written about gender and race relations in relation to Bundy's legacy. Mm -hmm. The judge was, like, palling around with him. That was shocking to me, the 28-year-old Google employee said. That's what was shocking. Yes. Ugh. Yeah. I remember feeling that way, too, and being like, wow, seriously? Yeah. She noted that Bundy was even allowed to switch prison cells so he could read more. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Like Caputi, Edwards doesn't accept the mainstream portrayal of Bundy, and pop culture's fascination with the killer irks her. You know Ted Bundy's name, but you don't know any of his victims, Edwards told Oxygen.com. I think it's disrespectful to his victims and to his family to make it seem like he was so alluring they couldn't get away from him when that's not the case. He snuck up on women and killed them. There's nothing charming about that. He made them feel safe. And then brutally murdered them. Mm-hmm. Raped and murdered them. Hid their bodies on a mountain and then visited them later. Yes. Had sex with their dead bodies. 
assaulted them with hairspray. Like, it's bad. Bit them so hard in the ass it left a tooth impression. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean... With his weird teeth. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, sixth graders, you know, you're weirdos. Um, and sometimes you bite yourself because it's fun. And that mark stays there for five minutes. And you, you're you like, ha, oh, that's cool. And it's gone now. Look, it's, yeah. it's magic. It's gone. This man bit someone so hard, it stayed in their flesh for hours after they died. Yeah. The okay. The in there is just unspeakable. Okay. Yeah. That's... The her- that's part of the horrific thing about this. Um, okay, so following the release of the te- of the Bundy tapes documentary on Netflix, Edwards wrote an article titled "Ted Bundy wasn't special or smart; he was just white." Edwards said that she can't imagine a black or minor- minority serial killer getting the same treatment as Bundy then or now. Especially when you see his routine every time he gets pulled over. Yeah, it's the same dialogue. Oh, yeah. It's the same practice routine. Mm-hmm. And the movie does a beautiful job mm-hmm. of showing that, too. Um, I really liked that. Yeah. The movie was beautiful. I think it was a beautiful portrayal. I think it, it, I think it was a good way to round off this weird resurgence of interest in him. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I'll critique is the portrayal of um, Carol. His, the the survivor yeah it's the only thing I'll critique but I'll also counter it mm-hmm. by saying it was Liz's per, it was Liz's perception yeah and it had to be something that she could doubt yeah because we've seen Carol in the documentary and she's a strong ass bitch oh yes and I love her yes and then you see her in the movie and you're like what but it had to be some it was her you have to remember it's the perception of a person all of our perceptions are different and unique. Mm-hmm. And it's not the truth. Yep. <coughs> Sorry, that went down the wrong tube. <clears throat> it's not the truth. Memories are so convoluted and unreliable that I think at some point witness testimony is even going to be bullshit. Yeah. <coughs> and I feel so bad not for... not admissible in court. Yeah, I feel so bad for Liz because <coughs> that... beat herself up for so long. That poor woman... And I think he loved her that the best way that he knew how. Mm-hmm. And it's not her fault. She can't blame herself. She fucking mm-hmm. turned him in. Mm-hmm. And she was right. She did what she could do to help other women. And, and save, she saved lives. Yeah. She should be proud of herself. She saved her own. She saved her daughters. Mm-hmm. Like it. And so many other people's daughters. From this man's rage. Yeah. I mean, she, her bravery is is to is to be commended. I mean, you see her it. and and in rule. Yeah. And everyone else who turned him in. Yeah. Because there were multiple people. Not it wasn't just her. There were multiple people that knew him that were like, "Well, he is his name is Ted." Yeah. And he does drive a yellow bug, but there's just no way. Yeah. That it could be him. So just bring him in so you can cross him off your list. And then he checked off all the boxes on their list. (laughs) Yeah. And they couldn't quite deny it anymore. (laughs) Um, okay. So I don't, 
I don't think if you were a black man accused of viciously murdering a bunch of women, he would be allowed such freedom, she explained. It's really a testament to his white privilege how even after death, even after being convicted of all these things, he's still seen as someone otherworldly. Scott Bond, a criminologist and author who has studied, studied Bundy extensively, concurred, but for different reasons. Bundy wouldn't have even been on the radar, said Bond. If Ted Bundy was black, we probably wouldn't even know who he is because the odds are then he would have been killing black women and the media and society in general does not focus as much on black victims as they do on young white female victims. True. So I did want to bring up that other side of this. Um, that I think a lot of the um, privilege that we have as white people fed into that. And it continues to feed into that, unfortunately. It's really fucking shit. Yeah. And, you know, um, I know that not all of our listeners are white. That's not what I'm trying to say. But I know that a lot no. of us are. Hello, India. Yes. Love you. <laughs> um, but you got someone in India who's listening, and we love you. Nice. Send Thank us an, you. Send us an email. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I am going to say, just watch your privilege, check it, and see what you can do with that to make things a little bit better. Um, and so Especially now, with the recent casting of The Little Mermaid. Yes. Which is beautiful. She's gorgeous. Yes. Um, okay, so I'm I'm pulling from Murderpedia now. This okay. is a list of his victims. And yes. um, the first one is Anne-Marie Burr. She was eight years old. There is a picture of her on the drive. Um, and... It's yeah, it's the little girl. Yeah, little little baby. And there are a couple of pictures of Ted on here too, but there are also like a dick. yeah, and and I also put a picture of a lot of his victims that we know, and then some of the Jane Doe's. Um. Okay, so I'm gonna talk a little. I'm gonna touch on her murder a little bit because I think it's important too. Yeah, no one talks about her. Um, because I had never heard of her. Um. She was in Washington. Um, this starts with the Washington murders. Um, she disappeared August 13th, 1962 from Tacoma, Pierce County, Washington, and she was never found. Anne-Marie lived only 10 blocks from 15-year-old Ted Bundy, the local paper boy, and followed him around like a puppy. She awoke one night to tell her parents her little sister was sick. Then the small blonde girl presumably returned to bed, but the next morning she was nowhere to be found, and a window facing the front street was wide open. The child was in her nightgown when she vanished. Uh, Despite a huge effort on the Tacoma police's part, the little girl was never found. The street in front of her home was being torn up for repaving, and her body could have easily been buried in one of the deep ditches, ditches, only to be covered with dirt and asphalt the next day. Bundy was uncomfortable and quickly changed the subject when questioned before his execution about child murders he was most likely responsible for. Um, hers is the only one that I'm going to go into that detail about, because I think that hers was important. Yeah, no one talks about Yeah. Not, not that the rest of them aren't, but... Um, hers no one has heard of i hadn't heard of it either sorry oh no it's okay i love Uh, you that's awful 
Oh, that poor sweet child. I know. For more details on the rest of his victims, I mean, we're gonna name them. Yeah, quick. but we're not gonna like go we're not go through go them in depth in that uh, because there are so many documentaries and so many other brilliant podcasts that have gone in depth and don't. I mean, listen to us exclusively, but also <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, listen to other people because it's incredible to get different perspectives on things. And mm-hmm. so there is an incredible episode of, and that's why we drink. There's a wonderful episode of My Favorite Murder. There, I think there are multiple episodes. I think um, last podcast on the left did an entire series, like oh yeah, several episode series on this. Mm-hmm. There, there are so many other podcasts, and the documentary is is brilliant and mm-hmm. very succinct on Netflix. Yeah. If you and it's just four episodes long. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to make sure I right. touched on that yeah, one just because, to plug yeah, so that people can get more detail, so that they understand. Like, yeah, and also we don't have the format that we can go into, yeah, the no. depth, and we wanted to focus on the psychology of this as opposed to the murders, exactly. So, just um, reiterate what you said. Yeah, um, and, and I am just burst into tears, so it's, it's okay. fine. <laughs> uh, I'm also going to have this list of his victims. Um, and some of there are also survivors on here. Um, uh, almost all of these have a story with them. So you are more than read the stranger beside me. Yeah. Well, Anne rule is a brilliant author. That's next on my book list. You guys are more than welcome to, um, get on here and look at this list and read through their stories because they are fascinating and they do deserve to be told. Um, but right now what I really want you to get is their names. Yes. So I'm going to go back a little bit and I'm going to start with Anne-Marie Burr. She was eight years old. And I'm going to cry silently in the corner. <laughs> uh, Lonnie Trumbull. We don't know how old she was. Um, Lisa Wick. We also don't know how old she was. They were both. Um, Lonnie was murdered and Lisa was attacked on June 23rd, 1966. Um, Joni Lins. 18 years old, attacked February 4th, 1974. Um, Linda Ann Healy was 21 years old. Um, she was found on March 3rd, 1975. Um, Ga- Donna Gail Manson, 19 years old. She was, um, a part of her was found on March 3rd, 1975. Um, Susan Elaine Rancourt, 19 years old. Um, she was found on March 3rd, 1975. Uh, Brenda Baker, 15 years old, found on June 17th, 1974. Um, Roberta Kathleen Parks, 20 years old, found March 3rd, 1975. Brenda Carol Ball, 22 years old, found March 1st, 1975. Um, Georgianne Hawkins, 18 years old, um, found on September 6, 1974. Janice Ott, 23 years old, found September 6, 1974. Denise Nasland, 18 years old, found on September 6, 1974. Um, and now we're getting into the Colorado murders. Um, Karen Campbell, 23 years old, found February 18th, 1975. Julie Cunningham, 16 years old, never found. Um, 
No. And there are, um, unfortunately, a few of those. Um, Denise Lynn, Lynn Oliverson, 25 years old, never found. Melanie Cooley, 18 years old, found April 23rd, 1975. Shelley Robertson, 24 years old, found August 21st, 1975. Um, and now we're going into the Utah murders. Um, Nancy Wilcox, 16 years old, um, never found. Melissa Smith, 17 years old, found October 27th, 1974. Laura Amy, 17 years old, found November 27th, 1974. Debbie Kent, 17 years old, never found. Carol Durant, 18 years old, attacked November 8th, 1974. She was the one that we were talking about earlier. Um, she was a badass. Oh, yeah. And there's a stunning picture of her on here. She's, she's yeah. Um, she's amazing. Yeah. And, oh, my God. Not to blame any of these victims, but it's incredible that she was able to stand up in court and point a finger in his face and say it was you. Yeah. Mm. Are you okay? Yeah. No, I'm good. I'm, I'm sorry. Just, no, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> I have a thing to say when you're done. Okay. Uh, Nancy Baird, 23 years old, never found. <gasps> Sue Curtis, 15 years old, never found, no details. <gasps> Debbie Smith, 17 years old, no, uh, found April 1st, 1976, no details. The Oregon murders. Um, Roberta Kathleen Parks, 20 years old, found March 3rd, 1975. Name, uh, Rita Lorraine Jolly, 17 years old, no, uh, disappeared June 1973. Oh, they were babies. Yes. No details. <sighs> Vicki Lynn Holler, 24 years old, disappeared August 1973. No details. <sighs> um, the Florida murders. And Karen Chandler, or Chandler, 21 years old. This was the entire sorority house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Ch- Karen Chandler was just attacked January 14th, 1978. Kathy Kleiner, 20 years old, attacked January 14th, 1978. Lisa Levy uh, murdered January 14th, 1978. She was 20 years old. Uh, Margaret Bowman, 21 years old, murdered January 14th, 1978. Cheryl Thomas, uh, we don't know how old she was. Um, she was attacked on January 14th, 1978. Um, Kimberly Leach, 12 years old, found on <sighs> April 7th, 1978. Idaho murders. Um, there was one, Lynette Culver, 13 years old, disappeared May 1975. We have no more details. And um, finally, the Vermont murders. Rita Curran, 24 years old, murdered July 19th, 1971. And um, that is the list of women that are known that, that we know. Um, there are pictures of a lot of them, not all of them. Um, again, there are many Jane Doe's. There are others that we know that he didn't confess to. 
Um, because they always keep them back. Yes. They always keep a few to themselves, and that's how they win. Yes. And um, that is my um, segment. That was really good. I just... If you didn't already, think back to the things that we've said before about how we're all our own universe. Mm-hmm. And then rewind and listen to that list. Of all those women. And children. And Most children. of them were children. Guys. 15 years old and 17 and 12. That's and insane. eight. Well, yeah, and eight. The one girl that just... Guys, these are these women would have what these women could have gone on to do. Yeah, most of them were college, college college and high school and middle school, school. middle school people. Like, who knows? Maybe they would have just been housewives, but maybe they would have gone on to do something to benefit cancer or be politicians or and like who knows what they would have done to benefit so many people in their society. And think of the insane amount of victims that surround that loss of one of those lives the family the friends neighbors the communities that were affected by the law we are not our we are not alone like we are not our own person yeah all of us are a universe all of us are a domino effect, a ripple effect. A when butterfly we, effect. When we die, there is a ripple effect of people who are affected and who feel our loss. And, and think of the amount of names you just said. And the amount of names that we don't know. And exponentiate. Like, if he started at 15, you all, his murder spree didn't begin until the 1970s uh, as far as we know if he started at 15 guys there are so many and, and think about the 70s and what we know about forensics in the 70s they weren't prepared for that kind of shit no talked precincts didn't talk to each other districts and jurisdictions didn't talk to each other he got a job in in a police station at one point mm-hmm. so that he could learn about how much they don't talk to each other yes and learn the weaknesses everything he did was a chess move and yes I- it's fascinating and no he's not to be admired no we talk about him because we have to be prepared for the next one you have to see the red flags and uh, just to add on to that, um, he, in the 1970s, it was this time of free love and hippies, and there were so many women that would just go missing, but their families thought that they were just going to communes, mm-hmm. or just, yes, it was such a time, <laughs> yeah, and like, you don't, like, families would lose contact with their children yeah, with their I mean, babies and they would never hear from them again and they just no thought Facebook. that there's no, yeah. there's no social media people disappear quote unquote and then they post pictures still so people yeah. can still kind of keep up and know that they're okay there was none of that shit mm-hmm. uh, and they didn't know to be worried no 
and it just um guys really go watch the documentaries on netflix check your privilege hold your loved ones close and keep an o- keep keep an eye out yes um i know it's hard um i don't want to sound pretentious or rude or i don't know what the word is but mm-hmm. know that anything that we're saying to you all is out of love yeah, and it's not and just make sure you check it you, when when someone's giving you the, I, I don't want to make you doubt the people that you love but check things mm-hmm. sometimes sometimes a good amount of distrust is helpful especially like when you work in a public eye kind of job check and make sure that the charm you're feeling is genuine mm-hmm. and we as women need to learn to trust our guts yes we have been taught and conditioned i can only speak for the two of us we've been taught and conditioned to not trust our guts and not trust our feelings and to just be nice and not upset people you don't fucking owe the world a thing you are powerful and you are beautiful no matter who you are and what you look like and no one deserves to take advantage of you no so just check it (laughs) and you ask repeatedly why yeah and you know just try to kind of keep a distance until you know you can trust someone and it by all means do not follow someone to their car with the fake clearly fake british accent (laughs) (laughs) who says that they can't get they need help getting their sailboat out because if they have a broken arm they have no business sailing yes okay (laughs) is it time for a game i think it's time for a game i'm gonna cry everywhere i love you (laughs) i love you too that was really good (laughs) i'm glad that it was good i didn't mean to make you cry it's okay you were gonna make me cry i knew i was gonna cry Uh uh-huh I tried not to go to gory or anything. No, I just, I really wanted to speak about that eight-year-old girl really because, yeah, that was, that was needed because I had never heard of her. Me neither. I, I feel like I've heard it touched on, but no one has a lot of information on her. Anne-Marie Burr, guys, just remember that name, please. If you remember anything from today, I'm probably not even going to put Ted Bundy in the description, to be honest with you. He is scrub. No. Okay. <laughs> Again, I had I, I was excited by the case because I knew it would have a lot of layers, not because I like him as a person. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm not going to say he didn't have a lot of potential, but... He went the wrong direction with his gifts. He did. There are plenty of narcissists who make good in the world. Yeah. Two. I'll go ahead and throw that in the mix. Yeah. Okay, so this is our game. <laughs> Oh no! By drunk, stoned, or stupid. What's up? Some Did of you these are backwards. No. Oh no! You messed things up. No. <laughs> That's what I said. Mm-hmm. I'm a dick. Okay. Just because I messed up the mic a little bit doesn't mean I mess everything. I messed the mic up worse. Okay. <laughs> so um, this is our game. If you had to, by drunk, stoned, or stupid. Hashtag sponsor us. And um, I think it's your turn to go first. Yes. It I is. don't know. Okay. I don't keep track. <laughs> Okay, yep. Okay. So if you had to, would you take the SAT over and over until you get a perfect score? Or. Oh my god, that sounds fucking awful. Yes. 
I never took the SAT. I only took the ACT. I took both. They're both fucking awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, or be an Ewok trying to make it in the NBA. I'd take the Ewok. I think I'd take the Ewok, too. They're pretty sure of themselves. Yeah. In their little primitive society, they're super cute and cuddly, <laughs> and all those big tall men would cuddle you. Yeah. <laughs> I would fucking die if I had to take the SAT over and over again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. I feel like this was a full trifecta of an episode. Oh, yes. This was a laugh, cry, and a rager. It was uh, something that we needed, though. I think it, it was a good. It was comeback. beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm really proud of this episode. So, um, thank you guys so much. Send your stories to talkcricket at gmail dot com if you have any stories related to any of the topics we've covered before. Um, definitely head over to our website and view all the beautiful hard work that our K has done. Thank you. Yes. And guys, we need listener stories to do listener episodes. So yes. please send them. We will keep you anonymous if you want to be kept anonymous, we promise. Mm-hmm. But um, until then, we love you. Keep an eye out for the red flags. And remember, you are not a monster. Bye, guys. Bye. Hey, guys. Thank you for listening to Talk Crooked. Check out our Tumblr blog, at Talk Crooked, for sources and photos. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, at Talk Crooked. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Please rate, review, and subscribe. We are currently a self-funded podcast, so if you would like to donate and receive a shout-out on air, please visit us at patreon.com slash talkcrooked. Eventually, we will start doing listener episodes. If you have your personal stories related to our previous episodes, email us at talkcrooked at gmail.com. For business inquiries or sponsorships, email us at carryandkbusiness at gmail.com. Okay, bye.